guess who's in the house? Big Sills. National Football Show. Welcome aboard on this, let's see, Tuesday afternoon. Right? How you doing, man? Get yourself ready for an opportunity. Talk some football with us here. That's what we got going on, man. And it is wall to wall. Last night, that John Gruden story was just unbelievable as it was unraveling. We will talk Buccaneers and Eagles. We will also talk about Dallas Goddard and his COVID-19 positive test. I'm not going to talk to you about vaccinations here because I don't talk about people's health. I don't really care. It's not my business. It's not what we do here. But I am going to talk about the NFL's protocols on if you are vaccinated, why are you holding these people to some sort of crazy standard when the CDC doesn't even do that? Are you not watching these stadiums on Saturday and Sunday? These packed houses? Where's the NFL coming up with these standards? Or is this something by state? We'll hit on that. We'll talk a little bit about it. But before we get into Buccaneers and Eagles, I want to talk a little bit about John Gruden. You know, the cancel culture is out in force now. It's funny. You've got a quarterback that sits in Houston who's making $30 million a year with 24 sexual harassment cases potentially against him or sexual assault cases. And I don't see any emails or Instagram messages that the NFL has released. Why is the NFL releasing only John Gruden's name? ESPN is involved in this. Washington is involved in this. Daniel Snyder is involved in this. Why are we only after one guy? Okay, why are we only after one guy? Dev just said fresh cut with big seals. I don't know, man. I think it's the camera view here, Dev. And I'm talking to Dev, by the way, all you guys that come aboard the program. You know, as I say, we always, you know, come prepared. But you guys add a lot of content to the show and actually a lot of fun to the show, too. So how are you guys making this whole story and taking this story with John Gruden? Look, John Gruden had to be fired, and I'll tell you why. Because you have too many snowflakes in the world today, okay? And John Gruden talking like that publicly, he canceled himself. You, 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 you can't be in a workplace when you have people with different takes, feelings, how they see things. You've got to almost be a politician inside your locker room. Whether it's locker room talk, and that's, that's kind of what I call it. John was doing locker room talking. Do you know who he was talking with? CEOs of major companies. Executives in the Washington organization he was talking to. Probably other executives. Remember, there were 650,000 emails that the National Football League went through when it came to this investigation of the Washington team and Daniel Snyder. Funny, the only name that's come out so far has been Gruden. So Gruden resigns, and rightfully so. We were talking, Krause and I, before we went on the air. Okay, Dan, really? Emails from people? Yes. Unfortunately, because you're leading 53 men, you're the face of a franchise. You can't have that inside your locker room. You can't have that outside of your locker room. You just can't have it, man. And John Gruden basically canceled himself. Some of you are going to say, dude, really? Things that were said 11 years? Yeah, man, 
but at the end of the day, you know, you just can't be a CEO and say those things today. We are in a different era. Okay? Shakur says, Sills, it's like you can't say things anymore or you're going to get canceled. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shakur, if you're kidding around with somebody nowadays, sarcasm on Twitter or sarcasm anywhere is going to be misconstrued as truths. Look at my friend Tony Bruno, for instance. How many people truly believe Tony Bruno's a racist? I know Tony Bruno 27 years. Tony Bruno is the furthest thing from a racist. Furthest thing from a racist. Tony said something about LeBron James and reading. Cancel culture went after him and whacked him right at the knees. Tony was so upset with the profession, he got out of it for a while and he was fed up with it because you can't say anything any longer. Or what's more, I think, important here, they pick and choose which guys can survive and which guys can't. Howard Stern can do blackface and Howard Stern can have end jokes and say the N-word on his show. And it's almost like that never happened. It's almost like it never happened, right? Stern made a living on dropping the M-bomb on the air. On the air, he used to do it. Or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. Those guys doing blackface. You remember that Jimmy Kimmel bit that he did? And he was Carl Malone, painted his face all black, and he was even doing the impression, he was doing stuff like that. And you're like, wow. And that guy survived that, and he's a late-night host in Hollywood. I mean, but me, I make a mistake and say something, I'm a racist. When you know full well I'm not. I even just said it numerous times. I made a mistake, dude. I don't believe in that kind of language. Dev says it's a sensitive world that we live in. It is. Joey B, agree 100%, Dan. Great points on Stern and Kimmel. Listen, how about the, um, the guy who runs Canada, did a blackface? How about the, the rainy governor of Virginia that's in a tight race now? Well, that wasn't me, I don't think. Wink, wink. You're like, wait a minute, bro. That looked like you. And he survived it. How about all the crap that Clinton did? But see, if anybody on the side of the Republican side of the table does anything like that, oh, my God, Tucker Carlson's a racist. It's crazy. So John Gruden should have known the room. Here, watch this. Like I said, Krause and I were hitting on this. Really, emails, private emails going back and forth with people, and should it be an issue, even when he wasn't in the league? It should be, and here's why, okay? Got to know the place you're in today. You have to understand you can't talk like that any longer. You may want to kid around, and you may want to be able to talk to your boys the way you want to talk to them, but if somebody's got an ax to grind, it'll come back to haunt you, man. It always comes back to haunt you. Always comes back. Trevor just asked me, any idea who leaked these emails? Can we say it's Russia? Thank you. <laughs> Bob Money says, we have Urban Meyer, or excuse me, Urban Cowboy. Thank you. Nickname. What is John Gruden's nickname going to be? 
I don't know, man. Huh. We got to come up with a good one. Grouchy Gruden or something. <laughs> man, he, hey, I'll tell you what. He was like the Don Rickles of head football coaches in the NFL. Smile says Roger Goodell leaked them. I'm going to tell you guys a story here, and you tell me if you subscribe this story. By the way, we'll get into Bucks and Eagles. We'll talk about Dallas Goddard, too, getting COVID-19. I thought he was vaccinated. Okay? I thought he was vaccinated. So do the vaccinations work or not? I don't know. I, I'm not here to go over that, but I want to go over the NFL protocols. But here's the thing. I'm going to tell you guys a story, and I'm going to tell you the full story. So my relationship with Bruce Allen goes back 40 years. I've known Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington team, since I was a kid. Muhammad, how you doing, brother? And he and I have been friends for a long time. He tried signing me as an agent with this guy, Eric Metz. They had an agency years ago when I was in college at the University of Miami. Okay? So I knew Bruce back in those days. Well, all through the years, Bruce has worked himself up through the chain to become a general manager and then eventually become president of the Washington team. Well, when I got out to the Bay Area, Bruce and I reconnected. He was working himself up. He was already the capologist for the Raiders. And really, the general manager of the Raiders at the time was Al Davis. And nobody was going to go in there over Al Davis or Ken Herrick's head when it came to personnel decisions. I'll never forget, guys. I get a call from Al Davis. And we had started sparking up a friendship. And then he personally hired me for the broadcast team when the Raiders moved back to Oakland. I used to meet and have lunch with Al Davis every Wednesday. And I would go over and we would talk and we would talk football. We would talk personnel. We would talk in my relationship. One time, hey, just real quick. One time, my wife and I were at the Palm Restaurant. Al Davis was in there. We sat down and had dinner with him. Why don't you name your baby after me, Al? I'm like, Al, it's Danielle. It's after my grandfather. It's like, all right. So used to fly to Vegas all the time with Al. We used to go see fights and all that. We had a great and wonderful relationship. And Amy Trask and I were actually talking about it on Twitter last night. So through this process, he calls me up. He goes, I want you to come over here. I'm interviewing someone. And I think Joe Bugle had just been fired as Raider coach. I think it was Bugle. I don't, I, maybe it was, I think it was Bugle. So I'm in there. This young kid walks in. He's 32 years old. It's John Gruden, the Eagles offensive coordinator. He comes walking in. He had just flown in from Philly. And Al started talking to him about formations and sets and packaging and all that stuff offensively. And John got up at the chalkboard and talked for about an hour and a half, just drawing plays up. It was pretty impressive. John walks out of the room. Al looks over at me and he goes like this. What do you think? I go, I'll tell you what, he's going to have a complex playbook. Okay, he's going to have a complex playbook. Do you know what I told Al? I said this to him. I go like this. If Ray Rhodes thinks he's a good dude, sign me up. Ray Rhodes hired John Gruden to be the Eagles offensive coordinator. 
Put that in the back of your head. Ray Rhodes. I think Ray Rhodes won the NFL Coach of the Year Award, didn't he, in Philly one year? So, I mean, I really, I, I, I was, Ray thought he was good. I, I have great respect for Ray Rhodes. So, fast forward, he gets the job. John does a hell of a job, but John always got pissed. You know why he got pissed? He got pissed because he didn't have personnel, any input in the personnel, like none. It was all Ken Herrick, and it was all Al Davis. Those guys had all the say. John started conspiring with Bruce Allen. And they started conspiring to get out of there and out of his contract that he had just signed. Al had just given him a contract extension. They get his agent. They work a deal out. And they work a deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had to give draft choices. Remember all those draft choices? Al Davis used to call me up personally and do this. Dan, this guy is a scumbag. This guy is a backstabber. This guy's the biggest backstabber. He and that no good guy, Bruce Allen. I mean, he used to go off and drop F-bombs and everything on those two. So when Mark Davis hired him as the head coach, I was floored. I tried to bring Amy Trask into the conversation a couple uh, months ago, she goes, I don't want anything to do with this. You guys got to follow me on where we're going here because I'm going to tell you where I think this is all coming from on John Gruden. Nobody knows this story, but me and a handful of guys, Bruce Allen knows it. When I was in Tampa doing morning drive, Al Davis used to have Fudgy, his assistant, call me and get on the phone with me. And do you know what they used to say? They used to go like this. Hey, how's Charlie Gardner doing? Hey, how's Ricky Dudley? Has Tim Brown got anything left? They were asking me to spy on the Bucs. And I was friends, and I am friends with Bruce Allen. we got to remember this. John Gruden, once he got to Tampa, became friends with the Outback founders, Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan, the founder of Hooters, Ed Drotsty, Nick Reeder, who's a dear friend of mine, who's the money man for Outback Steakhouse. And these guys were like the Tampa Mafia. These guys were thick as thieves, these guys. Big-time friends. And Bruce Allen introduced them because you know why? Who's in the building there? Who becomes a ball boy? Sean McVay. Sean McVay's the ball boy. John McVay, the former head coach of the Giants, and John McVay, the guy who helped build the 49ers, went to Tampa, became a scout, Asked John to give his son or his grandkid a job. By the way, the executive director of the Outback Bowl, why do you think John Gruden every New Year's Day called the Outback Bowl? Because John McVeigh, who's in these emails, according to the New York Times, hired John and made sure ESPN had John do that game. John McVay is the highest paid executive for any bowl game. He makes a million two. Million two. The rest of these guys are making like 75 to 100,000. This guy makes over a million. And all these guys, how do you think John Gruden, you don't think ESPN would have put him on the Rose Bowl? Hang on here now. I had him on the Outback Bowl. 
I used to work the sidelines for the game. Let's connect the dots like Joey B saying. Let's move forward. ESPN is in this thing, too. You have the executive director of the Outback Bowl. You have the founders of Outback. You had the founders of Hooters, all personal friends of mine. And you had Bruce Allen, who used his Washington team email on all of these conversations. John used his private. Bruce didn't. That's why they were able legally to go through the emails and see these crazy guys talking. This is a boys club here. And by the way, those guys have done so much for the Tampa community. They're great dudes, man. Ed Drosky gets millions to a hospital in Gainesville every single year. Bob Bashin and Chris Sullivan are stand-up guys. They started this company called PDQ. Guess who was the personal spokesman for PDQ? Tim Tebow. Tebow is on some of these emails. You guys don't know this. I know the story. So I knew what was going on, but I knew how they talked. Follow along with me here. How do you think Jay Gruden got the job in Washington? Through Bruce Allen and John Gruden. Jay got that job. Then they brought Doug Williams in. Doug's still there. Then when the job came open in Los Angeles, Sean got the job because John spoke for him, Bruce Allen spoke for him, and all of those major companies, Outback Steakhouse, the Hooters people, um, Arthur Blank, who's friends with those guys as well at Home Depot, all stood up for Sean to get the job because he too was 32, just like John Gruden was. So that's how these guys are all connected. Now, Al Davis dies. You guys remember that meeting they had about five years ago in Houston where relocation came out and said, okay, the Raiders and the Chargers are going to move to Carson, California. And you'll, those teams are going to move to Carson, California. Do you remember what Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft and what Paul Allen was alive back in the day did? They parachuted into a meeting in Los Angeles and said, fuck that. Chargers and Rams are going to move to Los Angeles because Kroenke can stroke a check. We're not going to have to worry about taxes and putting it on a ballot. Stan had to write the check out of his Walmart money and out of his development money so to build that stadium so far. Los Angeles was never going to put a stadium on a ballot. They were never going to get it done. And the Spanoses are cheap, and the Raiders were broke then. So what does Mark Davis do? He stuns the NFL. They wanted him to move to Santa Clara. They wanted the Raiders in the same building. Why do you think that area became shrinked from 150 miles to 70? So that they could put the Raiders, and they put that stadium in Raiders country. Santa Clara is so far removed from the um, Candlestick Park where the 49ers played, they were forcing the Raiders. The Raiders go like this. I'll never move in with the 49ers. It's a big-time rivalry. What does he do? 
He goes to Vegas and Carolyn Goodman, the mayor of Las Vegas, gets all the politicians together. They put $750,000 on the table. And then the NFL has to put up $350 million for the stadium on a loan that could be deferred out 20 years. He's got his billion to build the thing. They was all against the NFL. All those owners were totally against that. They wanted him in that stadium in Santa Clara. Well, he ended up biting them in the ass. And I'm telling you this, there were people in Park Avenue who had a cow with this. And that's why those emails have been released. It was to embarrass the Raiders. And did you notice this? The NFL released some emails on Friday. Then they released more emails to the New York Times yesterday. They were going to keep releasing emails with John Gruden's name on it, okay, until they fired him. They did not want him in any way, in any way suspended. They wanted him gone. That's the story. The NFL used the Washington... And by the way, this is not over yet because the Daniel Snyder emails have to be released. I mean, you're taking the cheerleaders from the Washington team down to the Bahamas and you're having sex with your clients from FedEx, from all the other people, Papa John's, all those people. Those are still to come out yet. And what's ESPN's accountability? So you got an employee in your house, John Gruden, going around and trashing people like Colin Kaepernick. I don't care what you think of Kaepernick's ability. He's going around dogging and trashing Colin Kaepernick to NFL executives as a member of ESPN. That right there in a nutshell. You notice ESPN has been awful quiet? And look at the people that are barking about John Gruden. They're all African-American. What white guy's barking at John Gruden? They're using Keyshawn Johnson and others in the building to bark at John when they really don't know the background to this. The NFL is knee-deep in this. Very few people know the story. There's a major backdrop to this. More heads are going to roll over this. So the NFL, when they're vetting, watch this. So you've been investigating... Daniel Snyder now for four years. Well, John Gruden was hired in that process. The NFL had emails with John Gruden dropping the N-bomb and all of this other stuff, and all of a sudden now they're holier than thou? Yeah, here's the emails on John. There's your story. My question does come out, why now? Oh, wait. That's right. DeMora Smith was voted on whether or not to remain as the executive director of the Players Association on Friday. What came out on Friday? The emails. This all was wrapped around DeMora Smith's election or re-election to the NFL Association. He was on shaky ground because the players didn't like the way, and many of the players in the league didn't like the way he was handling it because they thought he was in bed. Gene Upshaw was never in bed with Roselle. There's your story.
Only one place you'll get that. You won't get this on ESPN, Fox, because they have relationships with the NFL. Remember, they're business partners with the NFL. They know some of this stuff. Like, look at ESPN. What's their accountability in this? All right, I got to take a timeout because we have Jason Cole coming up, okay? I want to get Jason's spin on it. You stay right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, Dan Silvio. I don't see anybody bitching or crying about Lamar Jackson not being vaccinated. 500 yards last night. I would say this to you. If you're talking about buying a ticket to see any of the quarterbacks in the NFL, what would be the one quarterback that you would want to pay to see? If you had to pay for one, one quarterback to go watch play football, who would it be? Brady? Patrick Mahomes? Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, or Lamar Jackson. Who's going to put a freak show on for you? Because that's what that was last night. 
Joey B, I, I, I hey, look, the kid's probably on the best team in the NFL, that, that Bills team. <laughs> okay, smile. That's sarcasm. Baker Mayfield. No, nah, I don't, I, I, I don't want to watch guys handing the football off and taking off running for their life and showing a lack of courage. By the way, Carlos, what's up, man? Appreciate you coming aboard. Mark Jackson was a freak show last night. That was just spectacular. Hey, man, I'm watching this thing. I'm going, dude, I don't know how you don't go like this. I put all those tickets on the table. And if I had to pick a ticket up to watch a player play today in the NFL, and I mean any player, Lamar Jackson was special last night. That was special. And tell me if you're not seeing the same thing I'm seeing. He's getting better at throwing the ball. There's a touch factor. He's seeing the passing lanes better. That was a freak show, man. He's almost undefensible. You continue to improve your running attack behind him, and you continue to improve the defense on the other side of the ball. I text Calais Campbell last night. What up, Birdman? And I was like this. This guy's unbelievable. He's worth the price of admission. You know, I know some of you are probably going, man, I just wish that Jalen Hurts could play like that. Man, if you can get Jalen Hurts to play 30% like that, you'd have a winning quarterback. And by the way, I didn't think Carson Wentz played bad last night. Okay? Uh, Birdman, thank you. Yeah, because you know what I'm doing? I'm exposing the NFL a little bit here for their backyard and backroom deals that they're trying to do. And I'm not saying that they're railroading John, but they're keeping a lot of people's names out of the press and throwing one guy's name under the bus and an organization under the bus. That investigation was supposed to be about the Washington team. Do you know what the Washington team and the NFL ended up doing? After all of this investigation, you want to hear something? They ended up giving Daniel Snyder and his family the right to buy the minority owners out so that he has 100% stockholder share inside the organization because the minority stockholders were blowing the horn on Daniel Snyder's way of running the team. They were the ones going to the advertisers behind Snyder's back. When the NFL found that out in the investigation, they allowed Snyder, you know how they rewarded sexual harassment and sexual harassment? They rewarded Daniel Snyder by taking the minority shares away from the minority old holders of the team and gave it to Snyder for his ability to buy it. He owns 100% of the team. I think he owns 71% prior to this investigation. Now he owns, owns all of it. Yeah, well, well, Joey, nobody knows it because you know what they do? They pretend that they know what's going on. And they really don't. There's a lot of things here. There's media partners. There's executives. Bruce Allen's name, by the way, wouldn't shock me if the Giants and Tish and Mara, who can't stand the Washington team, were also in on this thing. There's a lot of people that hate Bruce Allen. There's a lot of people that hate John Gruden. John Gruden never endeared himself to people including the people at ESPN. Isn't it funny? John Gruden was there for like, what, a decade? 
as the lead analyst for Monday Night Football, and nobody at ESPN noticed the way he talked to people. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Stuff just parachutes in. Pretty crazy. So I just laid out the story to you in this whole backdrop on the relationship between Bruce Allen, John Gruden, and everybody at Hooters and Outback Steakhouse, ESPN. This has got... I think there's going to be a lot more names that are going to fall in this thing because the only name right now is Gruden and the Raiders. We bring our friend Hall of Fame voter in, and Jason Cole, I'm sure, has got a spin on this. Give me your overall thought process on what has happened here since last Friday with John Gruden. Um, Look, John – I mean, I have no no question in my mind. When when I heard this stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, he said that. I mean, you know, like, yeah. I do. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is how he talks. Now, part of John Gruden is stick. He says stuff to just get a rise out of people. He's like a shock jock. And not that you would know anything about that, about just getting, getting a reaction. But when you do it enough times and you do it this way, you're a jackass. Right. Like you can't do this. I mean, I know how he is with Bruce Allen. He's just, he's probably just venting and blowing up steam. Okay. No. Like, and why are you stupid enough to put it in an email? And even if you're just kind of like trying to, you know, get, get your, get your opinion out with somebody that you're just BSing with. I'm sorry. Like you just don't do this and you don't, And you don't talk about people who work for you and with you this way. You just don't. Um, Not in that realm. Um, And that's why, you know, yeah, he can't can't be a head coach anymore. I mean, you you can't dismiss the people who you work with like that and expect them to play hard for you. They're not going to do it. And so he had to go. Um, Yeah, I feel bad because he's a pretty good coach. I'm not a great one. I mean, I know he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Um, and he's a great play caller. I'll give him that. Um, but the last, like, what, nine, ten years of his career have sort of looked like when people talk about Jeff Fisher and they rip Jeff Fisher for, mm. you know, being mediocre for a long time. Well, that's John Gruden. You know, he's he's been that way for a long time. So, you know, he's had plenty of chances. And he's got plenty of money. So, you know, go enjoy life, John. Have Have a good time in Tampa. How about this too, Jace? Okay, and everything you said is correct, and everything you can't have that out there when you have diversity the way you do in an NFL locker room or in a corporation or in life. You right. just can't. You just can't. That can't be part of your narrative. It just. I completely understand that you can't. However, D. Demore Smith's vote was on Friday. He mm-hmm. worked for ESPN. This was an investigation into Daniel Snyder and his handling of the Washington Redskins and all of that. And by the way, how the NFL rewards Daniel Snyder, they allow him to go in and buy out his minority shareholders after the investigation. There were there were 650,000 emails. You believe more heads are going to fall in this thing here as we go forward with these emails being released? Yeah, or do you think the NFL wanted to get in front of this? I think they wanted to get in front of this. this is probably the most damaging one, but there's other stuff in there. I mean, there's going to be stuff about, you know, 
people, you know, I mean, look, you know Bruce Allen, right? Okay, we both know Bruce Allen. Yeah. Okay. Bruce is not a guy who, um, you know, like kept his opinions to himself either. Interesting right? character. I'll say that my Marion's, local guy, but interesting character. Right. Like the Scott McLuhan thing. Yes. What's going to come out on the Scott McLuhan thing? Oh, Jay Gruden, you know, what's there? Robert Griffin Third, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think there are, you know, I don't think those people are in trouble losing their jobs, but there's going to be a lot of embarrassing material. And Bruce Allen's out of the NFL for forever now. There's a guy who was a longtime executive and very powerful guy who, um, you know, worked, made a lot of money with a lot of people. He's never coming back to the league. He's part, he's part of this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the stuff about owners, you know, what, like, what did Gruden say about certain owners? You know, that people are going to want to, to know that stuff. The question or what is. Did, or what did Bruce Allen share with? I wonder, what did Bruce Allen share with those owners' meetings with John when John was a member of the media with ESPN, too? I mean, Jason, there's so many things because him, look, I call him the Tampa Mafia. They were friends with the Outback guys. They were friends with the Hooters guys. They were yep. friends with everybody that I knew in Tampa there. And no question about it, these guys were all thick as thieves here. What was Bruce Allen feeding to ESPN and to John Gruden for those years? He was the lead analyst at ESPN. I mean, that's going to come out. Well, not so much even what he's feeding to John, but what he fed to other reporters. Like how do you react to other reporters? You know, what? like all those emails exist too, right? Oh, yes. And all of all of Bruce Allen's text messages, I assume, are part of this. Um, you know, and so what did he tell people? And did he tell them the truth, or did he lie to them? Sometimes he, he told different people different stories. Because you know, as much as I really kind of like Bruce Allen, you know, in his own way, he's kind of one of those. He's one of those really intriguing characters in the NFL that you get. I mean, you know the old story about Bruce Allen. You know, when when can you tell if Bruce is lying? Um, when his lips are moving. So, you know, like, you know, Bruce is a classic, and he's, you know, he knows how to play a lot of games. And and look, all the political stuff that may come out about him trying to get deals done in Virginia, working with his brother. I mean, there's who knows where this thing is going to go. But it has the potential to go to a lot of places that the it's going to make the NFL very uncomfortable. Here are some of the names now. I got this last night. Doug Peterson's name is a prominent name. Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the Rams. Eric Bieniemy, obviously, offensive coordinator in Kansas City. And Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator in Carolina, were some prominent names that were thrown around for potentially taking over the Raiders. What kind of guy do you think Mark Davis is going to want to get in there, especially after this mess? Uh, it's going to want, I mean, generally the Raiders historically have hired offensive guys. Um, I don't think that's going to change. Um, even though the reason that Al did that was because Al ran the, he, you know, the old story is Al was the defensive coordinator. Um, and so he'd hire an offensive coach and he would handle the defense sort of in a de facto way. I don't think that's going to change necessarily. I think he'll lean hard that, that direction towards an offensive guy. Um, you know, Joe Brady's pretty up and coming name. He's done a nice job here so far in Carolina. Um, you know, Doug Peterson, 
experienced guy. You know, Doug, I don't know, is the most powerful presence in the world. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, Beanie, I think, deserves a chance somewhere. I don't know that he would trust that situation right now. And Beanie might not be the right personality in Vegas. Like, I don't know if he'd be comfortable working in Vegas because you better have pretty tight reins on your locker room if you're running a team in Vegas. And that's not necessarily what Eric is good at. I mean, I think Eric deserves a chance to be a head coach. He deserves an interview. And he's probably more qualified in a lot of ways than um, either Peterson or Brady. But fit for fit for your situation is important as well. So, yeah, they'll, they'll all be up there. And, yes, I expect it to be an offensive guy. Jace, any – way you see that this kind of like changes hiring practices or anything you think it changes anything in the NFL at all with this because look emails from from 2011 a decade ago I, I still again you talk like that back then or you talk like that 11 minutes from now I don't care I'm not real cool with that either can't have that around people especially in the place of business especially in life like I said it's un, you can't tolerate that stuff yeah all you that can't. Be- you can't make a, a remark like that about the the head of the union and then call the commissioner of the league. Uh, right? Like, you just can't. <laughs> I mean, hey, you might get away with one. You're not going to get away with 51. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just not, it's just not happening, right? Like, it's just, and it's just, again, it's, it's, if you know Gruden, it's just how he is. I mean, he's. It's locker it, room talk, isn't it? Oh, he's, this is his, I I said on a a tweet yesterday, he's playing a role. He's like Walt Kowalski. You know, he's like Clint Eastwood uh, pretending to be Walt Kowalski, you know, shooting from the hip and saying something that's outrageous. Oh, I'll say whatever I feel like, you know, I'm the kind of guy who can just talk to people like that and get my point across that kind of stuff. You know, he's sort of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men, right? Like that's, that's the kind of thing that Gruden's doing. But he doesn't understand there's a place you cannot go. And he went there. And will it change hiring practices? The question I have is how much of a morals clause can you add to somebody's contract to cover behavior from 10 or 15 years ago that allows you to get out of a contract, right? I mean, that was a stupid contract to begin with that Mark Davis gave him, you know, 10 years, $100 million, because he basically made uh, Gruden untouchable and made Gruden the most powerful person in the entire organization with that contract. Um, so number one, I never see, I never expect anybody to get that kind of contract, but number two, what kind of morals clauses are going to be written into contracts and how much vetting are you going to do of guys so that you don't have to worry about morals clauses? <laughs> like, you know, how much more investigating do you need to do of guys and their habits like that's really what this is about all right let me throw this at you here last night i'm gonna i'm gonna put some tickets on the table here for you ready uh-huh. i'm gonna put josh allen patrick mahomes kyler murray um aaron Rodgers, and lamar jackson if you had to pay to watch one of those players play who would you pick to go see play a football game well, it's Patrick Mahomes, but um, 
What that guy did last night, Lamar Jackson, was a freak show. Uh, oh, uh, look, trust, trust me. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm paying for any one of the five, right? Like, uh, you know, sign me up, okay? But if you're asking the number one guy, like Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes is the most Elway-like specimen I've ever seen, right? Um, so, you know, that's my own personal preference, obviously. But, uh, you know, yeah, Patrick Mahomes would still be the number one guy. But Lamar Jackson's a show. Lamar Jackson, you know, like, it's the old line from, you know, uh, you know, uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter, who covers the Atlanta Falcons. Good dude, yes. right? Yeah. I was at, I was one time we were covering a Falcons game and Michael Vick was a quarterback. And he's like, um, oh man, you know, Michael Vick is like going to a James Brown concert. And this is what, you know, this is what Daryl Ledbetter said. He goes like, it's like going to a James Brown concert. He goes, you have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. Like I, from play to play, I don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a show. And last night he took it to a new level as a thrower. He was incredibly accurate in difficult situations coming from behind, coming back from 16 down. He had never done that before. So that's a huge game in his progression. And this is, you know, we've talked about Lamar Jackson. Was he going to learn to be a passer? Last night, he was a passer. He was, he was a passer. Now, I still have questions that, you know, I want to see more consistency on critical downs, like third and eight and third and nine, all these things we talk about. But last night, he was a passer, and that being a passer is what the NFL is about. You can run all you want um, as a quarterback. It, it looks fun. It looks great. But you have to impact the defense as a thrower on a regular basis in this league if you're going to win big and win consistently. Finally, are the Bills the best team in the NFL? Right now. I'll say this. You watch San Diego play. I mean, not San Diego. You watch the Chargers. The Chargers play. You watch yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers play. They play some pretty good football. Now, that kid, Justin Herbert, is so great, man. He's, he is, great. he's fun, man. And he's got guts, uh, you know, balls for man. decades. Like, he's not afraid to make any throw in any situation. It's like Marino a little bit, isn't it? He throws the ball like Dan. What? He just whips he, it in there. He whips it and he doesn't care. Like he just yes. like I'm gonna throw it and I'm gonna throw it and it's gonna get there and you catch it. If you don't catch it, fine. I'm gonna throw the next one and you know we'll you know I'll just he has total confidence. Kyler Murray, I, I would say this Arizona with Kyler Murray, pretty special team as well. You know, not the prettiest football game on Sunday, but they were coming down off of that yeah. big win over the Rams, you know, at home. That was the kind of game where you, you know, you, you fall a little bit emotionally and you're not great, but they were good enough to get through it. And that's really important. Um, so I, I like, you know, I like, I like what Arizona's got going on, especially defensively. And if they are consistent running the ball, but I would say, look, the team that you trust week in and week out to play the best brand of football. Yeah, it's Buffalo. Hell of a team, and their defense is playing great. Jason, got a roll. Thank you, brother. Catch you next right, week, my friend. See ya. That is my friend, Jason Cole. We're going to get back to all your thoughts, okay? A lot of news. By the way, Doug Peterson's name is at the top of the list, along with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, to take over the Raider gig. We'll hit on that. More on the Gruden story. 
More on Buccaneers and Eagles. We'll get your thoughts. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Mal brings up Mike Mayock's name, the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, Mike Mayock is a personal friend of Doug Peterson. That's why the call was made initially last night, and I tweeted it out right away, that Doug Peterson's name is a high priority when it comes to interviewing. Now, Doug's got the options. Is that something he wants to walk into? The Raiders, like Jason Cole just said, probably are going to want to go after a offensive-minded guy because look at the division they're in. However, the new head football coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley, was a defensive guy. And what they did was it allowed the Chargers to hire an offensive coordinator of their choosing to develop Justin Herbert. With this move of Doug Peterson going to the Raiders, according to sources inside the Raiders, I'm just saying it would give Mike Mayock and Mark Davis more of an opportunity 
to develop Derek Carr. And by the way, Mike Mayock's place now inside the Raider organization is now elevated, as is Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr, Mark Davis, and Mike Mayock are all going to want to be in sequence with one another on who the offensive coordinator slash potentially head coach if they so go down that route. Now, would you contact the Dallas Cowboys and go after Kellen Moore, the play caller for Dak Prescott, so that you could develop their car? Exactly what are you looking for when it comes to hiring a particular coach to help with Derek Carr? Are you sold that Derek Carr, do you want to look in the offseason at maybe Aaron Rodgers? Do you want to look at potentially Deshaun Watson? Whatever that angle is, you've got to sit here and say, okay, what's the direction? Are we going to bring a guy in like Doug Peterson who understands how to run an organization? Doug Peterson's organizational skills are okay. They're not bad. He dealt with Howie. And he had to deal with an owner and in the process won a Super Bowl. So all that will be taken into consideration. Shakur says, I could see DP going there. I can too. You know, somebody brought up Jack Del Rio's name, the defensive coordinator of Washington. You think they're going to hire anybody out of Washington right now? Anybody who's in Washington? right now is probably a pariah because Jack Del Rio could be involved in some of those emails. When Jack Del Rio was fired at the Raiders, remember something, that guy had a winning record. He didn't do that bad a job when he was there in in Oakland with the Raiders. And he was booted out for John. I doubt that they're going to go back and revisit that, even though they did go back and revisit John Gruden. Eric Bieniemy's name, would that be somebody? Because, again, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of Kansas City, is inside the organization. He's game-planned against everybody twice a year inside the division of the AFC West. Is that something? Now, would Eric Bieniemy want that job? Because Eric Bieniemy's name is going to be a hot commodity. We all know Doug Peterson and Eric Bieniemy and Joe Brady are potential guys that are going to be a head coach in 2022. And if you want, you could even probably throw Kellen Moore's name, the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, into that mix. Those guys are all going to be out. Raheem Morris as well. Because Raheem's name is also on the Raider list, the defensive coordinator of the Rams. But like Jason says, they'll probably go OC, and they'll go down that route because that's what seemingly is showing a lot of success in the NFL. The Cliff Kingsbury's of the world, the Kevin Stefanski's, the Matt LaFleur's. You see a lot of those play caller type guys as head coaches in the NFL today. So the Raiders are going to sit back. No, no, no. Um, no. Gaylord, I'm talking Bianami taking the job. He's the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, you know what, though? Gaylord Gruden brings something up. Andy Reid's health. Does Andy Reid and what's happened with his son, does he do this? Does he reevaluate where he is right now in his coaching career? Has Andy Reid done enough to win a gold jacket and get an opportunity to be a Hall of Famer? I think he has. I think Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. If you think Mike Holmgren's a Hall of Fame coach, my opinion, Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. So his health, that's got to play an issue in my opinion. Okay? I love it, Gaylord. 
Gaylord Fokker. I love that movie. One of my favorites. What's your name? Gaylord Mother. Yeah. Right? So the story of John Gruden and the NFL. Great movie, Muhammad. Great movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So which, what's the kid's name going to be? Gaylord Mother. No. No. no I uh, don't. No. <laughs> yeah, right? Dan, now that the now, I think the Eagles should trade for OBJ. He's not being utilized in Cleveland. The Eagles need a vet wide out. Here's the thing, though, Muhammad. Wait a minute here. Here, here, here. Muhammad brings the name up. They've totally here. When Odell Beckham Jr. was in New York with Eli Manning, he averaged 95 yards a game as a wide receiver for the Giants. Since he's been in Cleveland, that number is 55 yards. 55 yards a game. But here's the deal. You're paying him $14 million. And he's coming off an injury, and they've never fit him in. They've never fit him into that. So, I mean, you're going to pay $14 million for wideouts, especially when you need linebackers and Secondary help? I don't want to build my team from the perimeter in. I need to get a running back. Bazaar. Okay? <laughs> uh, uh. Well, don't get, don't, 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 hey, man. This is all about decent conversation in here. That's what we do. Sitting around talking bullshit. We don't do that, dog. We sit around having decent convo in here. Everybody comes in and has a good time. And we're not like, this is not like Twitter, where it's the outhouse wall of social media. That's not what this is. Okay. Um, so there's the story. You know how many people at ESPN are not going to say what I told you in the first block of the show? 95% of the people. 95% of the people are not going to tell you the truth about the relationship with John and the league. Okay? And how come his name's the only one being released? Where's Daniel Snyder's emails? Where's Bruce Allen's? And here's something else about ESPN. So what was Bruce Allen telling John Gruden with those NFL owners' meetings, which are confidential? What was going on? Did John know right from the jump that the Raiders were never going to get a stadium in Oakland and that they were never going to move to Los Angeles and they were going to have to do something else? Was he tipping off the Raiders? Was he tipping off the Rams through Bruce Allen? Bruce Allen was a very powerful guy in the league. Very powerful. He was the president of the Washington Redskins slash team in D.C. with many people of high political standing. His brother was the governor of Virginia. You don't think politically and 
NFL-wise, you don't think Bruce Allen was using all of those tentacles that he had inside that organization to set the standard and to set the table for John. And John and him, people probably got wind of it. And this is the collateral damage from it. Clinton says, why Eagles draft offensive linemen if you're not going to run the ball? Good point, Clinton. Okay, good point. They need a back, dude. They need a back. All right, let's do this. We didn't hit on it yet. Buccaneers and Eagles, Thursday night football. What leads up to it? And I want to – do the Eagles have a shot at keeping this thing close? And how can they do it? Okay, how can they do it? Can they stick with the Buccaneers on Thursday night football? We'll hit on it next. You keep it right here. Hour two coming up. You keep it on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Stop crying. Nobody's blocking anybody. B.S. You think Xander is going to block anybody unless you're a tall bag? That's the only way you get blocked. Nobody gets blocked in here. You have a difference of opinion. 
it, it'll be put up and I'll read it. If it's a good take, if it's not, I'll blow right by it. Most of you are great in here. I told you this before. So don't be spreading some. Wait, you, need, you know what you need to do? Some of you guys need to go back to Twitter so you can go over there and play with yourselves because that's what those guys do when they're over there on Twitter, okay? Here, we kind of have decent conversations. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Xander's like, what are they? I don't blocking anybody. They're blocking me. What are you, like five years old? My dad, Xander's blocking me. I have a comment to make. Dan's a dick. <laughs> Xander's going to let that go through because it's true. <laughs> Jesus, criminy. No, I don't know. Hey, 49 reminded. You know what? He asked me what my team was. I think that was you. You asked me what my team was. Probably the Bucks because I played there. You know? Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy goes, hey, be careful. You're offending five-year-old groups. Sorry. That's right. Hey, watch this. I'm going to be a politically correct sports talk. Oh, and by the way, I guess the guys over at 97.5, the fanatic, they have like a little ass with sills in the morning because I said something about Dallas Goddard coming down with COVID-19. Let me go over there before I get to the bucks. By the way, again, I'm not going to talk to you about vaccinations because you know why? I'm not a doctor. You're never going to hear Big Sills do this. All of you, all of you, just get vaccinated. Okay, thank you, Jess. Just get vaccinated. You never hear me do that because I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. And secondly, I have no business in your health business. Your health records and your health history is none of my business. How you want to live your life is on you. You think, you, do you know what my qualifications are to talk to you about health issues? I play professional football. I've been a radio guy for 28 years and a broadcaster for 28 years. Um, I got a degree in political science. <laughs> I, I, I was, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was a security guard one time. Let me see, what else? Oh, yeah, I used to work for the city, and I used to cut limbs. Let me see, what else? Uh, oh, it's a, I was a lobster man with my grandfather. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Those are my qualifications to tell you how to live your life when it comes to health issues. I could barely take care of myself. Here was my here was my issue. So Dallas Goddard comes down with COVID nineteen, and the NFL has these protocols where he's got to now pass two tests that are negative for him to play Thursday night. Why? I was told by the CDC once you've got these vaccinations that you're in the clear, or do they not work or something? Just a question. Oh wait a minute, I forgot algorithms. Got to erase that because I don't want anybody to think that I'm pimping it. 
because that's what usually people do. They think I pimp it. Oh, yeah, algorithms. That's right. Got to be careful because, you know, when you start questioning things nowadays, we're not allowed to do that any longer, have dialogue. It's either their way or the highway. Even though a guy who's vaccinated is now tested positive. I don't hear anybody else bitching about Lamar Jackson not being vaccinated. He's, he's failed the COVID test twice. You see that 500 yards last night? I don't care what he's doing. <laughs> hey, I don't care what that guy's doing, man. You give me a whole boatload of that. Collins says, yeah, they're requiring proof of vax to get into the Raiders stadium. Well, then guess what, Colin? I'm not going. If I was or if I wasn't vaccinated, I wouldn't tell you my medical history. It's none of your business. I'm not talking to you, though. Okay? I'm not, that's, none of, that's nobody's business. You know, I have people on the Internet going, Silio, I pray that you get COVID and die. <laughs> you know what? Now I know I'm working. Now I know I'm working. <laughs> Damn, Link is not requiring it. I was just there for the KC game. Way to go, Muhammad. Yeah, so Dallas Goddard's got um, he's got to go through the protocol. They're printing up fake vaccination cards by the dozens. Hey, Carlos, it's not a big deal. You guys are here. We talk sports. It's all good. Those people don't bug me, man. Those people need lives. My aunt, my aunt, because I do a national radio show at night. Hey, get this though. So, you know, he's like, Are you watching some of this stuff? I'm like, not really. Because most of these guys are toolboxes. Hey, I'm gonna start watching that. 49er minded. I'm gonna start watching that. Okay. Nets not allowing Kyrie to play because he's not getting the shot. I hope he holds out the whole year. You're going to hold out a player from playing basketball because you're mandating that he take a shot that is none of your business. I don't even know where to go with that. How can you what's watch this? Think about how intrusive that is to your privacy. What's next? Do you have an AIDS test? Um, by the way, yeah, before you date my daughter, I want you to have an AIDS test. Or you have to at least prove it to me that you um, took an AIDS test. And, and for most people, I, I'm not anti-vaccination. I think we've had like 16 of them, smallpox, measles, right, polio. We've had all those as kids. Ken, constitutional rights being violated, I guess. Let me get back in. Let me get, I told you, I don't want to go in there because it's a useless conversation. It's completely a useless conversation. Okay? I think every American has a right to tell their children what to do, and every American has a right to live his life. You don't have a right to come into my home and tell me how to live my life or how to raise my children. You don't have that right, man. Where is that written? 
And by the way, are you guys watching the stadiums on Saturday and the stadiums on Sunday? Dude, Mike, I thought about that. I thought about that movie last week, Soy and Green, one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God, Soy and Green. It's made out of people. I love that movie, dude. Charlton Heston. Oh, my God. One of the over over actors in history. God, I love that guy. It's made out of people. Edward G. Robinson's in that movie, too, by the way. One of the great gangsters of all time. Yeah, Edward G. Robinson's in that thing. So, okay. So, let's get into Buccaneers and Eagles here. Do the Eagles have a chance against the Bucs on Thursday? What would be the – watch this. And I think we're going to – see, you guys, I think you guys have to get an understanding that I'm not a hater on anything here. Let me get a blank piece of paper here. Five games into the season, what are the Buccaneers – what do you think some of the – some of the trends are with the Buccaneers right now. What would be a trend? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you their identity right now. You ready? Man, they throw the ball around the yard. They've got weapons everywhere, right? They got weapons everywhere. Mike Evans. I'm not sure if they're getting Gronk back, but Evans. A B looks like A B Steelers. A B. Um. O J Howard. Goodwin, Leonard Fournette. They got a bunch of really good offensive football players, and their O-line is protecting Brady. So you're automatically right now, do we agree? Watch this. The Eagles have to score 35 points to be in the game. Is that fair? You're not going to be in the 20s to beat the Bucs. You're just not. Now, the Eagle defense, pretty much over five weeks, I don't really think he played bad. I think the only game that was really a bad game was the Cowboy game. Smile says three turnovers. I'll get to that. It's a good point. It's a good point. Jesse says, stop running screen plays. Throw the ball down the field. We have the fast wide receivers. Jess, I'm going to get to that because I think there's a flaw in that a little bit. Watch this. We agree. Eagles have to score 35 points to win and to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Let's get to the fourth quarter. Carlos says run the ball down their throat. Here, for the Eagles to be successful, you're actually going to have to throw the ball here. You're going to have to because they're very limited at corner position right now, and they're also hurt in the free and strong safety position. I'm talking to Buccaneers. So your tight ends, Dallas Goddard being out is a freaking huge deal. It's a huge deal. They're going to need to have him on the seam, which are the hash marks, so that Jalen has a guy to throw the ball to. And do me a favor, Nick Sirianni, throw more to the backs. Get the backs involved in the running game. Remember Sonny Michelle, the guy that used to catch all those footballs up in New England? They need somebody like that. Miles Sanders, turn his ass into that. Give Jalen an opportunity because these backs are not good in space. 
these backs are not good at catching the football and creating space and the act play, yards after the catch. They're not good at it. They need to improve that. Clinton's right. Stop with those freaking RPOs. They're not helping and they're not going anywhere. I would say 60% of the time, the Eagles have minus yardage in those plays. Got to throw the ball to tight ends and backs out of the backfields. You've got to somehow create third and short. Keep the clock running. Keep Brady on the sideline. You've got to limit the Buccaneers in possessions. Like, I'm not saying it's got to be two to one, but it can't be where you're getting in a track. You can't get into a track meet with the Bucs. They'll blow you off the field. That thing will be over by halftime. What you got to do is you got to play design everything here so that, watch this. Man, you got to get pa- positive yards on first and second down. Got to get positive yards. I don't care if Jalen takes off and gets two, three yards. You got to get positive yards to try to keep that thing third and short. What was the first play of the game? The first play of the game last week for the Eagles, or I should say this, the first series where they were in, their first third down, they were third and 18. I said, dude, you want to know why you're starting out slow? You can't start out third and 18. It's got to be third and three, third and two, third and four at most. It opens up 75% of your playbook. Mobin says, unleash Miles Sanders. Hey, get this. I don't know if the freaking guy's good. I can't tell. They don't utilize him enough. Clinton says, more Quez. Clinton brings the point up. Why do you think Quez is not getting the touches that Rieger gets? Or how about this, the targets? Why do you think Rieger gets more targets than Quez? Anybody? I'll wait. Why do you think Quez doesn't get the targets that Rieger gets? You guys any idea? Bingo. Muhammad, Paul, bingo. Correct. This is why we love talking to you guys. Old Cole, GW, bingo. Look at you guys. Brilliance. Brilliance. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, Rigger is a bust, Andreas. He's the, he runs shitty routes. He doesn't help his receiver out. He never comes back to the ball. He's terrible. The kid Quest is a speed freak. I'm throwing him out there trying to get plus 25-yard passes to him. That's right, Shakur. He's the pick. He's Howie's guy. Howie, remember what I told you yesterday? Howie goes down every Thursday when the injury list comes out. And Thursday in the morning, that list of players is on Nick Sirianni's desk. This is the list of guys that Nick Sirianni has to build a game plan around. So right now, Nick's got that. He probably got it on Monday. Nick's got to build a game plan around that list that Howie gave him because Howie's in control of the personnel. That's how Doug, that's how Doug put a game plan. That's why some of you guys go, why aren't they running a ball more? Well, because 
they don't believe in the personnel settings and the groupings in the running back position. He wasn't sold on Miles Sanders. And see, how could you be sold on Miles Sanders in the exhibition season when he didn't run anybody? It just never made sense. Shakur, always know this, man. You cannot. Look, I know that Devontae Smith is a fine ball player. He is. But stop building your football team from the outside in. <clears throat> you can't. It's like building your roof of your house first. Dude, get the foundation going. Get your running game going. Get your quarterback situation figured out. You know, fans in Philly, fans in Pittsburgh, fans in Boston, all the great markets that love NFL football, Green Bay, they know this. Sexy picks aren't offensive linemen in the first round, are they? Not sexy picks. Especially when you come off a shitty season. You're trying to inspire the fan base. So what do you do? You draft the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm not saying he stinks, but it was not a necessity at the time to draft him. Yeah, but Eddie, that kid, that kid from Ohio State, man, how was he's been injured a lot in Detroit, hadn't he? He's been injured a lot, man. Yeah, so Shakur, all of this stuff comes down from the front office. You know how you guys were saying this yesterday? Shit, man, I thought we had a better game plan going into this year. It looks like the same old game plan that we had last year under Doug Peterson. It is. It just looks different because you got a different QB. Hey, and for the record, I got to tell you guys, um, I don't think Wentz played bad last night. Seals Cali Wi-Fi cutting again. Is it? I don't know. Your receivers last year, Charles, good point. Your receivers last year were trash. I take Robinson any day over. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, 49er minded. I, I I like the kid out of Ohio State. I thought he was a good football player. He's just he just hasn't been healthy in Detroit. No, no, he still, you know what though, Muhammad? He still put the ball on the carpet though, didn't he? He still fumbled the ball though, didn't he? God dang, man. I was like, kid. That's got to be, that's got to be fixed. You can't fumble. That's, it drives me crazy with him. Guy fumbles the ball, man. I mean, really, this, I saw when he put the ball on the carpet, I went, God dang it. It's got to drive, I know it drives Frank Wright crazy. I know it, 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 it does. So for the Eagles to be in that conversation, guys, they got to score 35 points, okay? 35 points. They've got to use their tight ends in that game, and they got to keep the Bucs on the sideline. The Buccaneer defense has not been the same as a year ago. Now, can they figure it out as they get into the season a little more? Probably. James says, I know we had bigger holes in the roster, but I think Devontae Smith can be a generational. He's really a great player. He is. He's a great player. He, he is, but James, they haven't fixed the running game and they haven't figured out the QB position yet. So when you have a talent like that, are you going to get the ball to him? That's why it's been a little sporadic so far in the first five. Charles says, Wentz is an accident waiting to happen. He's been like that for the last couple of years. God, it's just, 
he's he's like hesitant. You know, he drops back, holds the ball, holds the ball, sack. Holds the ball, holds the ball, force, INT, going the other way, three or seven, right? Got to get out of that. You got Jonathan Taylor. You got a decent all-line. You got a good defense. Use them. Shakur says, I got bills coming out of the AFC. As of right now, today, on the 12th, absolutely. VD Pate, Frank Wright played. Conservative isn't a good play caller, especially down in the end zone, down in the red zone, you're saying? Frank did deliver a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll just say that. Okay? Just throw that in there. Okay? All right, let's take a time out here. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Hang on for a minute. Yeah, um, County, California. Yeah, my Wi-Fi. Pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm registered. I'm a registered voter. Mm-hmm. People back east can't watch me, dog. 
Come on, Gavin. Take your mask off for 10 seconds here. People having issues with my internet. Come on, man. Hey, hey thanks for nothing. It's the last time you've seen a phone like that. <laughs> Seals, let me guess. You got a pay phone in your house, too. Yeah. Anyway, so we apologize a little bit with the uh, with the Wi-Fi. I live in communist California, so. <laughs> Wait, hey, hold on, Charles. Ready? Charles needs a drink. You ready, Charles? There you go. All right. I just poured you one, Charles. Thanks for coming aboard, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're in the Philadelphia area, because there's two like shows that, you know, that kind of like keep an eye on us. One of them is over on IP. Okay, Angelo. Well, I love Angelo, though. But the other one is on 97.5, so I guess their producers are mad at me today. Because I told the kid who's the producer, the kid goes, well, if you knew anything about vaccinations, I was like this. Kid, what's your name again? Well, my name is like, I think it's like... Jeremiah or Jamie or Josh or something. Not that I care. I could care less. And he well, if you knew anything. I'm like, why are you on my timeline? Why are you on my timeline? Well, because, you know, typical answer. And I'm like, was, was it a typical answer? I don't know you from a can of paint, kid. I could care less or give a shit about your health. I don't, I don't know you. Yeah. Typical answer. I'm like, typical. How would you know? I don't know you. I love the people who constantly, like, will do that. You know, they'll go on your Twitter page and go, well, that's an, and I, I, sorry, do I know you or do you know me? Do, have, have we ever, like, bumped heads? The only people that really know me are guys in here. Big Krause, Junior Krause. My wife, my lovely aunt. Let me think. My family. I have no friends. Well, some. But I have like a handful of them, so I don't have to get, you know, in trouble like John Gruden sending emails to anybody. Hey, did you see that son of a bitch? And you're like, hey, ooh. <laughs> right? Kind of crazy, man. Right. All right. Okay. By the way, who are your top five NFL teams? Let's do this. Hey, 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 hey Charles. Yeah. Like, I guess the producers at 97.5 are going. <sighs> he, he's being obnoxious again. <laughs> again? Well, you just figured that out, right? Kid, I don't care about you. Yeah, but I'm in the media. I, I know. The, most of the people that have a problem with big sills are in the media. It's not actual people who like talking sports. It's actual people in the media that have the problem with me. Why, I don't know, because I could care less about you. You guys, some of those guys could get hit by a bus. I could care less. I, I really, I could care less. Let's see here. Arizona, Buffalo, Tampa. I think you mean 
not Raiders. I think you mean Chargers. Where's the Ravens? I love saying Gaylord for some reason. Bills, Ravens, Bucks, Cards, Bolts. Mike, I'm going to go with Mike's. Bills, Ravens, Bucks, Cards, Bolts. I think those are the five best teams. That's why you're good, because you're real, bro. Thank you, Charles. Really nice of you. Man, I just, I really do. I'm, I, I'm not a very good liar. I try to, like, you know, just have fun with people. But people get really serious, man. I like this VD Pat, or Pate. VD Pate, okay. Bucks, Bills, Arizona, the Rams. Where do the Rams fit into this? Packers and Chargers. There was a dude at my junior high with his first name, Gaylord. True story. 49er. I love it. Browns? No way. Baker Mayfield. Here's Baker Mayfield today at his press conference. Quarterback of the Browns. Yeah. Referees suck. I mean, look. I got to play better. Referees, I mean, I, I have to play better. And, hey, here's my sonnet that I'll write on my Instagram later tonight. Ready? Here's, here's Baker. I know some of you out there have doubted me my whole career. I don't know why I'm moving my head like Stevie Wonder. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know why some of you just don't. Have faith in me. Maybe because your coach, third and 10, runs the ball with two minutes left in the game. That might be it. No, no, no. Well, Baker, most, most head coaches trust their quarterback late in games to win games. Why are they taking the ball out of your hand? Because it's just how I am and how people, and nothing's ever been given to me. And. You see, my wife understands. She loves me. <laughs> He's such a high school quarterback. He's like a high school cheerleader. You know, it, Baker Mayfield, hey, uh, yeah, my wife loves me. The Brownie fans love me. The Brownie fans have no choice but to love you. They've sucked for 30 years. He's the best thing they've had at quarterback since Bernie Kozar, <laughs> right? Since Kozar was there. he All the crappy-ass quarterbacks that they've had in Cleveland, right? Baker Mayfield looks – guy looks like Brady in there. Yes, but, uh, you know, I'll make sure that I play better. Hoss, you see Justin Herbert throw that rock in between those two defenders in the end zone late in that game? I mean it. Look at Ken. Ken says the Italians are expressing with their hands, heads, arms, just like you did. Whoa, way to stereotype me, Ken. What's next? I like spaghetti and what else? I like, I like the Sopranos too, right? Thanks, Ken. Ken just goes like this. See this skinny here? 
Look at him. He talks with his hands. He's loud. Oi. Thanks, Ken. Ken's your stereotype. Oh, wait. You got to get an oi. Oh. Right? <laughs> VD Pate says the Browns would be better without Baker. I agree with you, man. Tony Bennett? <laughs> wow. That's your go-to for Italians? At least give me Tony Soprano or James Gandolfini, right? I think, hey, VD Pate, I, I think the Browns would be better too. I think they need to upgrade the position. I think he kills them, man. See, Gaylord knows me. Okay, Gaylord, you must have an idea because Big Sills don't call himself. I don't call myself white. I'm Italian. I don't. By the way, real quick, thank you very much for everybody that um, – Honored on Monday, Columbus Day. You kept your guns. It was Indigenous Day. Thanks, Joe. It was Columbus Day. Thank you very much. Bona fortuna to everybody. Hopefully everybody has good pasta vazul. Thank you. <laughs> Some of you are like, pasta vazul? Yes, pasta vazul. If you want pasta vazul, very good. Okay, I'll give you the recipe. You can uh, tweet it at me, and I'll give you the recipe for pasta vazol. Shakur, Chargers and Bills in the AFC title game. Boy, that looks sexy, man. You know, Kansas City. Hey, would we agree Kansas City, man, looks like now that they've kind of – that window has kind of like closed on KC a little bit, right? They've clearly walked back. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Brady destroyed the Atlanta Falcon organization after that 28-point comeback in the Super Bowl. They've never been the same. Brady beats Kansas City in that Super Bowl in February, and guess what? Doesn't Kansas City look completely different? Like, they've been knocked off their horse, too, right? Kansas City's, like, kind of, like, floundering a little bit. Hey, I might even take Baker Mayfield's Browns over KC. I know they played first game of the year. But, dude, man, I mean, Smile says bean soup. Smile, bean soup? Bean soup. <laughs> Do I look like a bean guy? <laughs> okay. Beans? Ken says Chinese invented pasta. Ken, no communist comments in here, okay? Don't mess around with my heritage. Sammy Watkins made that team way better. Oh boy, he sure did. They cut. That's why they signed uh, Josh Gordon, dude. They brought Josh Gordon in there thinking that he could maybe be the three, so that he could help out the passing game. They've been trying to find a guy on the other side of Hill for two years now in Kansas City. Mad Hatter, man, appreciate you coming aboard. Yeah. So the uh, guys in Philly. Yeah. Why is he? By the way, I wasn't talking anything about vaccinations. They just assumed it. Like they're mind readers. You know what I told one of those stiffs? I said, hey, why don't you do this, man? Since you're a mind reader, why don't you, why don't you cook me up some Powerball numbers? <laughs> you know, I mean, you spend your time reading people's tweets and like dissecting him. Why don't you give me some Powerball numbers? You know, I mean, I could use the Powerball numbers. Instead of you reading my mind on vaccinations, give me give me some Powerball numbers. 
I mean, help a brother out here, you know? You know what I mean? Jesus, grab me. The holiday's coming. I need some dough. GW says, KC, think all the way they have to do is show up. That's right. Hey, I, you know what? I, I think they now are starting to realize it because, man, I said Buffalo was going to roll them. They did. Okay? Gaylord says, Italians invented red wine. No, no, no. Hey, Hoss. Hey, Gaylord. Italians invented the missionary position. You're welcome. 49er minded. I had the vac, but I'm not cool with laws and people being forced. I'm not getting into that. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not getting into that. I'm not going to sit here and debate that stuff. Again, I, I don't tell people how to live their life. I'm just not going to go there. Okay. Hey, here's the other. Ex- Let's get back a little bit on this Gruden story. So here are the executives that are going to be, um, I think, starting to feel some heat. I think Bruce Allen never works again. Okay? I think Bruce Allen never works again in the NFL. Maybe as an agent or something. Does Jay Gruden ever work again? Man, Jay Gruden was just the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. Man, that's going to be tough. Um, You know, I'm just... That's going to be tough. John Gruden obviously will never work again. I mean, yeah, Charles, they're done. Stiffs. <laughs> Birdman, like to show how big sales grow. Birdman, hey, guys, hey, I reminded me. Do me a favor, guys. Can you make sure you please hit the like button? Sophia Loren, Clinton. Sophia Loren. Okay. My grandfather used to say this about my aunt. Can't tell you her name because she'd kill me. You look at her. Look at her. Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Great, Gramp. <laughs> right? Look at that. Look at that. Elizabeth Taylor. Gramp. Great. <laughs> uh, of course, man. 49er goes like this. My high school crush was on a, an Italian chick. Always check the upper lip, though, dog. Charles says, and it wasn't like Gruden was good. Dude, hey, Charles Charles is so right. Charles, look at his record. Take the 12-4 and four record away. Do you know he's under 500? If you take that Super Bowl season away when he took Dungy's team to the Super Bowl and won it. Okay, do you know that? I mean, yeah, you know, man, he, he, he was so 500. However, I will say this. I thought the Raiders were turning it around. There's no question they dropped that game to the Bears. Guys in that locker room, man, they were not going to fight for him. And I really do believe, guys, can I tell you this? I think that performance, did you watch, any of you watch the Bears and the Raiders? I'm sure some of you wanted to see how Justin Fields played, right? I watched that game, and it just looked like the Raider guys, they weren't going to fight for him. I think Mark Davis saw that. I really do. I think Mark Davis saw that and went like this. And then when those other emails came out, you know, what was he, four years into that $100 million deal? That guy left $60 million in a trash can and lit it on fire last night. $60 million. There's no way the Raiders are going to be. They're going to fire him with cause. Okay? fire. They're going to fire him with cause. Now, I'd like to see how that plays out in a courtroom. I'm sure John will try to take it to court. 
Or maybe he won't. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to bow out of it. Right? Smile says, how much Gruden uh, getting out of the rest of that contract? Man, $60 bucks he's left on the table. Yeah, it's going to be, without a doubt, it's going to be just a, a train wreck of a finish for the Raiders here. All right. Come back out of the timeout. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Two dudes that the Eagle people have to face on Thursday Night Football. We'll hit on that next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I'm sorry, I'm reading some of those comments that Groot made about the history. Called him a maggot, but he didn't use the M word. He used the F word instead in the front of it. He's the lead analyst on Monday Night Football. And he's dropping that homophobic uh, word. Here, see, look at me. I'm being politically correct. In an email, God knows to who. I know, I think I know who he did that to. Tebow's name's in those emails. 
Tebow was the spokesperson for PDQ Chicken in the Bay Area, Tampa Bay Area. You know how I know this? Oh, guess who else is it? Oh, my God, I just realized this. Guess who's a shareholder in the PDQ Chicken um, franchise there in the Bay Area? Vinny Testaverde. Fred McGriff. Trent Dilfer. Man. Pretty damn quick chicken. Yeah, it's it's a see, you guys gotta understand something. You know Hooters? You guys know Hooters, right? The colors of Hooters are what? This. Buccaneer colors, the old Bucks colors. Hooters started out as a local franchise in Clearwater. It was the very first one. And, yeah, it's the very first one. And they took the Buccaneer colors. And they kind of deviated a little bit off them. But when Ed Drozdy, who's in the New York Times article, started the Hooters franchise, it was like a Buccaneer restaurant. And I used to go there all the time and – Hooters has been part of my program for 35 years. By the way, the guy Nick Reeder is also with Outback Steakhouse. It's called MVP Properties. And MVP Properties, the shareholders, are Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan. They started Outback. Okay? And get this. This is how they started Outback. You're going to love this story. Outback Steakhouse, the very first restaurant, was on Henderson Avenue in Tampa. And they went to the bank, both those guys. No bank would give them $350,000. Nobody would do it. So you know what those guys did? They went to all their friends and collected $350,000. One of those guys was quarterback of the Buccaneers when I was in Tampa. His name is Vinny Testaverde. Vinny is a pretty big shareholder in Outback Steakhouse because he, I think, gave him two hundred grand, and the rest is history. And those are John Gruden's guys. That oh, hey, John Madden, uh, he knows those guys, Steakhouse guys. He knows they hired him, Bobby Sylvest was the guy that used to do all the business with. Don't you guys remember game day was sponsored by Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse was the initial sponsor on game day. And Bobby Sylvester, who's a dear friend of mine, used to, um, they they used to do all that stuff with with, with, um, Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan. By the way, I'll give you guys, I'll show you guys this. Chris Sullivan and Bob Bashan, the founders of Outback Steakhouse, used to own this restaurant, too, in the Bay Area. And this was Leroy Salmon's place. Leroy signed it for me. You know, I was dear friends with him. But game day gathering, number 63, Leroy Salmon, was called Salmon's. And I used to be the spokesperson for Salmon's. I knew all these guys. 
They tried selling me shares of PDQ. Then Tebow became the spokesperson. <laughs> Dude. Hey, 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 Shakur, let me just say this to you. You may call them frauds, but uh, they got to look. Get this. When they sold the company, they're still on the board of directors, Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan. Well, let me just say this. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. And, oh, my God, guess who, guess who else is involved in that? Who's the guy that ran for president? Mitt Romney. And that hedge fund company went in and bought Outback Steakhouse. I forget the name of the company, but Mitt Romney and the company went in and bought Outback. Yeah, Romney worked for that hedge fund company. They stroked them a check, both those guys, for 400 million bucks. Oh, and by the way, they own P.F. Chang's. Um, Bastion and Sullivan own P.F. Chang's. They own P.F. Chang's. What's the other one they own? Fleming's. Um, they had a share in Shula Steakhouse. These guys are big money guys, man. And those were kind of like the Tampa Mafia dudes. So, man, I, hey, I don't think the NFL is going to release those emails with those guys on it because you know why? Outback Steakhouse advertises on NFL. They all advertise. Hey, 49er mine. Yeah, the guys that are in those emails that John Gruden's talking to owns Flemings and P.F. Chang's. <laughs> I worked for them dudes. They, they used to sponsor my show all the time. Yeah, man. By the way, great guys. I used to go to baseball games. Oh, my God, by the way. Here, let me just give you a little, another little insight. You'll love this. Bastion and Sullivan, do you know how Stu Sternberg got control of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays? There was a guy by the name of Vince Lamoli that owned the Rays, and he drove the team into the ground. Well, the minority shareholders in the Tampa Bay Devil Rays back then were Bob, Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan. They had something like $65 million in the raise. And they went to the commissioner and said, this guy sucks. They sold their shares. And when they sold their shares, the managing general partner, Vince DiMoli, lost control of the team. And that's how Stu Sternberg went in and bought the raise. You don't get anything anywhere else like this, do you? Big Sills knows every, everything, man. I know how Kroenke financed the SoFi Stadium and the money with the Walmart. These guys are – hey, by the way, I was around Bob Bashan and Chris Sullivan. I never heard anything, any racial um, language in any way whatsoever. I was around Nick Reeder, the guy that's also in that article. I never at any time – ever heard anything that was a sexual innuendo or anything like that. I never, that never popped up. As a matter of fact, Chris Sullivan and Bob Bashan did so much charity work in the, um, in the Bay area for the boys and girls club. He did, he did so much stuff for those guys. I'm talking about the clubs that are in there, like the Jackie Robinson foundation and all that stuff. They did a ton of stuff, man. And the owner of Hooters, Ed Drotsky, 
he's a maverick at the uh, Shands, I think it's what it's called, hospital in Gainesville. And I think he actually funded the cancer unit there in Gainesville. So these people that the NFL have tarred and feathered through the New York Times, man, they do a lot of community stuff, and they've really impacted a lot of people's lives. I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm just saying my relationships with these guys. My relationship with them and my dealings with them have been nothing but spectacular. And they're, they're, I consider them friends to this day. Bruce Allen, too, man. They never at any time. Now, does it change my relationship in any way? Um, it, 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 how about this? It's disappointing to hear those words. It's, it's disappointing that those guys would go back and forth on emails because we live in a different time today, man. You can't be doing that stuff. Charles says, yeah, I lived there for five years and heard of him. Yeah, hey, uh, Charles, it's, it's a great hospital in Gainesville. And I went up there and I did a lot of stuff in the cancer um, unit. And I went there all the time with Ed Drosty and Denise Williams and Bob Passwater. Those are the original um, founders of Hooters. And there's a couple other guys, Bob Henke. Uh, was also part of the original group that founded Hooters. 49 reminded, I feel you there, are great people who unfortunately slip and make mistakes. Yeah, that's correct. But you see, the one thing, 49er, when you're doing it over seven years like that, you know what I mean? It's one thing to say something one time off color. It's another thing to have a pattern of it. And in today's you know, landscape, you've got to know the room you're in. You know what I mean? You just have to know the environment you're in. So, VD Pate, you should never say those things, Dan, but even if you do, I, hey, VD Pate, you should never say those things. Okay, honestly. And then put them down, like you said, on an email, man, and that could especially with the NFL the way it is now. It's funny, isn't it? The NFL has a player and a quarterback that's got 24 sexual harassment or harassment charges against him. He's still active. He's still collecting a paycheck. And nobody's asking for those Instagram messages. But they got John Gruden's. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like a double standard that these guys throw out there. Shakur says cancel culture is the new norm. Hey, man, it's unfortunate. It is. It's unfortunate, but it's just the way it is today. And, 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 and I'm careful now. Honestly, on Twitter, I don't respond to those tool bags. You see all those people that say things? No way. No way. What's the point? Trump was right. Why, 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 why respond to somebody? There's no, there's no win there, you know? <laughs> Gruden's like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, she's back in the news again. Did you see her? Really? Unbelievable. Yeah, because Biden's poll numbers are down, so she's back. You know, hey, remember me? Well, anyway, so, yeah, the dominating story, obviously, is the John Gruden story. And uh, Doug Peterson's name clearly is at the top of that list. 
And the reason he's at the top of that list is because of his Philly relationship with uh, Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock, the general manager of the Raiders, and him have a absolute, okay, good relationship. But Joe Brady's name's going to be in there. Raheem Morris, the D.C. for him, the Rams, is also going to be in the conversation. As I would think Eric Bieniemy's name, the O.C. of Kansas City, would also be in that Eagle. Uh, or, excuse me, would also be in that Raiders conversation. So, hey, man, I appreciate it. You guys are wonderful as always. Please do me a favor before you go. If you're new, hit the like button. Thank you guys so much, man. I appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time, we shall see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.